Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. I have been so excited about this for weeks since I heard about this book and heard about the opportunity to talk to our next guest. He is a guy who has given so many people in our community so many great evenings of music through his whatever productions and now legendary local rock promoter Len Trumper has put it all down in a book. It's filled with pictures and posters and the incredible stories of what it's like to be the guy who's single-handedly bringing some of the biggest names in music into little old Springfield, Illinois. The book is Len Trumper Presents Whatever Productions and in studio with us this afternoon is the legendary Len Trumper. Len, welcome. So great to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And we've got uh, Randy Miller with us as well. And uh, Randy is uh, is well known to uh, folks on social media as a, a tremendous local historian of the things that really matter in our community, pop culture and, uh, you know, just uh, the way we've lived our lives and some of the things that have uh, left us from a bygone era. And, and I know, Randy, you, you've played a role in this, too, into, into helping to uh, spur this project and get this all down into, uh, into book form. Here, uh, but but Len, I, I want to start with you on this. It, it's such a great book, uh, and by the way, uh, available for sales. There are going to be book signings coming up this weekend at Motorheads on, the, on November twentieth, and then on the twenty second at Penny Lane. More details coming up on that. I, I got to admit, though, I think my favorite story in the book is probably in the first two or three pages when you talk about the fact that you really became inspired to want to get in the concert business by seeing the Beatles live in concert. That's true, yes. <laughs> uh, what what was that like, to, to be in the audience, to see this force of nature? It was just a scream fest is all it was, but uh, you couldn't hear the band very well, but... And they played real quick songs, and but it was just the frenzy in the audience and the excitement. I wanted to try and bring something like that to Springfield, but I knew I couldn't do the big names like the Beatles, but... That's, that's why I got started. So. And yet you brought in some really big names over the years. But I know it didn't happen overnight. How tough was it to, to get your concert promotion business up and running, particularly when one bad show could, could send the whole thing off the rails? That's very true. It didn't take much to, to make somebody go bankrupt. <laughs> uh, luckily, I started small and built it up and... It it worked overall. Now, you really started, I guess, with, with local and, and kind of regional bands and then worked your way up to, to acts that had more of a national following. Would that be accurate? That is true. I started with area bands. But in, in, in the book lays this all out in detail. It's such an eclectic mix of, of acts that you brought in here and that you figured you could make work and sell to a Springfield audience. We're, we're talking everything from Ted Nugent to the Eagles to Kiss to Blue Oyster Cult, Peter Frampton, Boston. I mean, that's a pretty wide range of styles. How, how did you know, you know who to pick and, and what you thought would work here? locally well, i'd work with the booking agencies and see who's had scheduled something in the area and if they had something in st louis or chicago coming up i'd try and tag my show right in there and get a better price with them because they always looking to fill a date and it it just 
put it all together. Yeah, the story of our lives in Springfield, if we can get to on, on somebody's already tour itinerary in between two stops, we can uh, we can squeeze them in there. Uh, but, um, you know, the challenge, of course, we had in those days, this is starting back in the early 1970s, was the venue. In those days, we didn't have the Prairie Capital Convention Center yet. So where were you staging these concerts and, and how were you able to do it in a way that you could actually make a profit off of it? I started with just union halls and local bands, uh, small investments. But uh, the first bigger show was at the Coliseum at the fairground, and they did Mason Prophet. Yeah, and I want to ask about that. That's a, that's a band I'd heard the name before. I wasn't really familiar with them, but you, you talk quite a bit in the book about just how good Mason Prophet uh, was. What, what's the story there, and how, how come they never got bigger? Well, they, they considered a protest band, and a lot of radio stations wouldn't play their music. Mm, interesting. Two Hangman was their big hit, and controversial, and... They had a hard time getting getting airplay on that one, but I knew when you when you saw them, they took over the whole audience, and it just was one one big. Everybody was in in sync with the music. We're talking with Len Trumper. He is a, a legendary local rock promoter. His Whatever Productions, uh, again, it was really the, the source for a lot of people from my generation or a little bit older uh, to really get their first experience in big-time rock concerts. And I want to bring Randy Miller I- into this as well. And again, uh, Randy is somebody who has documented a, a lot of this uh, Springfield history uh, of the 20th century here. Uh, but I'm guessing you, your first connection with Len was probably just sitting in the audience, right? Uh, well, I, my first meeting, I didn't actually meet him. I was at the Eagles concert back in 72. And right. one of the few, um, there was only 900 people that attended. I didn't know at the time that Lynn lost a lot of money on that concert because nobody went to an Eagles concert, and it was like $6, you know, and now they're $275 a ticket. Yeah, at that time, they probably only had one or two hits at that point, right? Yeah, before Hotel California, before all of that, yeah. So I guess I just kind of lucked out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Later on, how how did you come to to work with Lynn on this idea of of really chronicling this this entire rich history? Well... I started posting on Facebook. I created this thing called Whatever uh, Production Wednesdays. And um, I posted it for like two or three weeks. And all of a sudden, I get a message from Lynn wanting to know if I could meet for coffee. And my first thought was copyright infringement or something, you know, a lawsuit. <laughs> and so I uh, met him for coffee. And, you know, he, he somebody told him about, you know, me posting that and you know, then he said, well, you know, I have a lot of stuff at the house. And so I went out to his house, and he does have a lot of stuff out at the house, you know, the posters all over the walls and everything. And at that time, um, I said, wow, if you have like a fire here or something, they're gone. So I started scanning them. Yeah. And then we he had been talking years, I found out, about doing a book. So I thought, well, you know, I have scans of the posters, and that was five years ago, and we've been— 
working together ever since. <laughs> now, and Lynn, I want to ask you about that. How, how did you have the foresight to save all of these posters from the very earliest, you know, really small local bands, but you hung on to all of this stuff, which is great. It's a treasure trove in the book, but I, I would never have thought to, to hang on to all of that stuff. How did that all come about? That's, that's me. <laughs> Save everything. <laughs> uh, your your wife is here in the room. She's she's smiling and kind of shaking her head a little bit too. But yeah, she clearly that's that's the case here. Now there's there's too many stories in the book to to go through them all. We want people to get the book and, and read them for themselves. I I do have to to ask without giving away too much detail on it. What would you say was maybe the biggest the biggest flop uh, that that you booked here in Springfield? The one that fell farthest short of your expectations. Charlie Rich, country, the year he won best male vocalist, best album, best single of the year. I figured, how could I go wrong with something like that? And I, and I hadn't really tried country music, but I thought, well, if we're going to try it, we're going to start at the top. But he was going through some personal stuff at that time, right? And they yeah. you know, had, had some real issues there. Um, what was the maybe the most difficult uh, group to work with or the most problematic act that you dealt with? Van Halen. Really? David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen were just obnoxious and wanted to be treated like gods. And I don't play that game <laughs> uh, but but you you did have a way of of keeping artists happy you know I, and there's some great stories in the book about things you did uh to to keep artists you know feeling good like you had you had special money <laughs> made up was that what was the story on that no I, I used I paid oh, them. No, no, that's right. The thousand dollar bills, right? I paid them with at the time you could still get thousand dollar bills. <laughs> they were taking them out of circulation, but the bank was. I knew the bankers, and if they got any in, they'd call me, and I'd run up town and buy them from them. For uh, for all the years you were uh, working with local bands here, who would you say was the best local band you ever encountered that, that never really hit a big, that never really got beyond the Springfield area? Who, who did you think was poised for greatness? No offense to the rest of them, but Cats on Holiday... I, you know, I thought that might be your answer. They were phenomenal. They were just such a sensation in their day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and those and so many more stories are in the book. Len Trumper presents Whatever Productions. Uh, again, it's a it's a treasure trove of pictures and posters and stories. Uh, and you will feel like you're right back there in the front row again <laughs> with uh, the the smell of marijuana smoke in the air, and uh, you know maybe at the Armory or at the Nelson Center. Another great. Story in the book is is how you basically had to uh, really push the park board kicking and screaming into letting you stage shows at the Nelson Center. Yeah, I tried month after month at their board meetings and they wouldn't let me. And finally, they were they were hurting for money, and I said, "I've got a solution for you here." <laughs> so they let me try one show, and uh, end up I had to beef up the power source in the building and. And 200 amp three phase power service at my expense. Yeah. But it stayed with the building. And then I had to rent ice cover and 
to, to put a floor down on top of the ice rink, basically. Right. Uh, again, incredible stories there. And uh, for anybody who thinks it, it's easy to stage a concert, go in, let a band play, collect the money afterwards, this will show you everything that goes into it. Uh, what a remarkable career and what a remarkable slice of Springfield history. So, again, the book is called Len Trumper Presents Whatever Productions. And, again, you've got a couple of book signings coming up. Give us the details on that, if you would. Saturday at Motorhead's. Up on Toronto Road, from one to four, we'll be doing a book signing, and then Monday at Penny Lane, and Penny Lane's been around as long as I have. <laughs> uh, Do you have the hours on that one? That one is two to two. Four to seven. Four to seven on Monday at Penny Lane, and then one to four at Motorheads. Copies of the book are available. Copies are limited, so you'll want to make sure you get to these events. Get your copies. Uh, meet and greet Len Trumper. Get the book signed, and uh, then you, too, can enjoy this uh, rich chapter in Springfield music history. Len Trumper, thank you so much for being here. Randy Miller, thank you for being here as well. One thing I might mention yeah. that's not in the book, he wrote this entire book on a galaxy samsung 9 phone (laughs) in his spare time he wrote it i mean the entire book was wrote on his cell phone well that that phone probably belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame at some point (laughs) but in the meantime uh and again uh there's page after page after page of stories and tidbits and anecdotes and behind the scenes looks at some of these big names and some surprising things things that you uh, you might not expect uh the the story uh, about getting uh, bob seeger here is is (laughs) it's an incredible saga among many in this book i encourage you to get it. Uh, if people can't get out to the events, is the book available Amazon, all the, the usual routes to, to yes. be able to track it down? And we're going to be doing another book signing at Recycled Records uh, the following week. I don't have the exact date yet. But. And, and Randy, you mentioned Whatever Productions. There's a Facebook page for that, so people can go check yes. that out as well. So again, yeah, go look for Whatever Productions. Uh, check it out. And again, Motorheads this Saturday, 1 to 4, and then Monday of the 22nd at Penny Lane from 4 until 7 p.m. for Len Trumper Presents Whatever Productions. There will also be t-shirts, Whatever Production t-shirts and sweatshirts available at the book signings. All the cool kids are going to be wearing them, so yes. you'll definitely want to make sure you get your hands on that as well. Gentlemen, again, thank you so much. And Terry, thank you for uh, being here as well. Really appreciate it. Great to talk to you, and thanks for sharing all of these memories with us here.